The first Mishnah of Paragimel taught that on the morning of Yom Kippur, and really on every morning, in order to make sure that the day had actually begun, they sent somebody out to a high place so that he would see and make sure that the sun had indeed begun to rise. They would have a whole conversation making sure that it was definitely the sun and that it had risen enough. And the Mishnah asks a simple question, why do they need all of this? Just look outside. If you see that it started to get light a bit, then you know the day has begun. Why do they have to send somebody to a high place to check the rays of sun? So explains the Mishnah, Shapam Achas, because one time, Olam Ur Halavana, the light of the moon went up towards the end of the night, Vedimu and it appeared to them as if the sun had risen and lit up the east from the rays of the sun, even though really it was actually the moon and it was still the night time. But they thought that the day had begun, and they slaughtered the current Tomid, and after slaughtering it, they realized that actually it was still night time, in which case the slaughtering was invalid and therefore they were forced to bring it out to the place of burning, where they would burn all invalidated carbonates. And so because of that, they had to make sure from then on, every morning, to send somebody out to really make sure that it was the light of the sun and that the day had indeed begun. Alright, so the mission now goes back to discuss the stages and the different services done by the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. So after making sure that the day had begun, they would bring the Kohen Gadol down to the place where the mikveh was in order to purify himself before beginning the service of the Karim Tomid. And now the Mishnah goes a bit sidetracked again and tells us that the following rule applied in the Mishnah and that is this is an expression referring to somebody who excuses himself he requires dipping and purifying himself in a mikveh before continuing serving in the Beit HaMikdash. And anybody who only urinates, so he doesn't have to go to the mikveh after that, rather he would just need to wash his hands and feet from the kiyar before that Kohen would be able to continue serving in the Beit HaMikdash. Now when it comes to actually entering into the Beit HaMikdash, says Mishnah Gimel, a person cannot enter into the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash even, la'aveda, for serving in the Beis HaMikdash, although the truth is the Yerushalmi actually explains that even if he enters not to serve in the Beis HaMikdash, but any time he enters into the Beis HaMikdash, afilu tahar, even if he is totally pure, and he hasn't become tome or anything, ad yitbol, he cannot enter until he goes to the mikveh. How do we know? So the Gemara explains from the following logic. The Torah says that whenever the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur changes his clothes, which he does four times, he has gold clothes and white clothes. So whenever he changes his clothes, which we're going to learn about throughout the Masechta, so he's going from one type of service to another type of service. And the Torah says that he has to go to the mikveh. So all the more so, somebody who's entering into the Beis HaMikdash, so he's going from not serving, and now he's going either to serve into the Beis HaMikdash, or according to the Yerushalmi, he's just entering into the Beis HaMikdash, that is a much bigger difference, and he's going upwards in terms of level of sanctity, and in terms of location, and so Kavachimer, all the more so, does he need to go to the Mikveh before entering the Beis HaMikdash? Even if he is actually Tahar. Just like the Kohen Gadol is certainly Tahar, but he still needs to go to the Mikveh in order to add on and increase his sanctity and purity. Alright, now coming back to Yom Kippur, says the Mishnah, Five times did the Kohen go into the Mikveh, and ten times did he wash his hands and feet from the Kiyar. 
total Kohen Godol on the Kaddish Bebayim, would the Kohen Godol go into the mikveh and wash his hands and feet on that day? So throughout Yom Kippur, as we will see throughout the Masechta, he would go to the mikveh five times and wash his hands and feet ten times. And this is really because every single time he changed his clothes, he would go to the mikveh and he would change his clothes four times. And as well as that, he had to go to the mikveh at the beginning before he entered the Beit HaMikdash, just like everybody. So that is five times going to the mikveh. And as well as that, before taking his clothes off, and after putting the new clothes on, he would wash his hands and feet from the kiyar. So the four times that he would change his clothes, times by two, that gives us eight. And as well as that, at the beginning of the day, when the Kohen Godel was wearing his eight regular items of clothing, before actually beginning the service, so then he would also wash his hands and feet from the kiyar. And the tenth time was at the end of the day, when he took off the special Yom Kippur items of clothing, and then dressed in his regular clothing. So before taking off the clothes, he would wash his hands and feet from the kiyar. But of course, once he was wearing his regular clothes, and he had finished the service, so then there was no reason to wash his hands and feet again. So he would only do it before taking the clothes off. And so that was the tenth time that he would wash his hands and feet on Yom Kippur. Now in general, the rule which we said at the beginning of the Mishnah, that when somebody enters the Beis HaMikdash, he needs to go to the Mikveh, he doesn't have to go to the Mikveh inside of the Beis HaMikdash, or in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. Rather, he could go to the Mikveh even outside of the Beis HaMikdash. However, it is learned from Pesukim that on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Golod goes to the Mikveh, when he ever cl- changes his clothes, so that needs to be done by Kodesh, in the holy place, meaning in the actual courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. So the Mishnah says, V'kulon ba'kodesh, all of the times that he went to the mikveh, when changing his clothes, it had to be done in the mikveh which was situated in the holy place, meaning in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, al Beis parva, on top of the roof of the parva chamber, that was a particular chamber in the Beis HaMikdash, and there was a mikveh on the roof, and since the chamber was inside the courtyard, so the roof had the status of the courtyard as well. And so that was good enough, and he would go to the mikveh there. Chutz mezobovad, except for this dipping into the mikveh, this one which we mentioned in the previous Mishnah, that the Kohen Godol would go to the mikveh at the beginning of the day, before even slaughtering the Karim Tomid, or beginning that service at all. So since that was a dipping in the mikveh, which anyway he would have to do, and it wasn't due to changing his clothes of Yom Kippur, it was due to the fact that whenever you enter the Beis HaMikdash, you have to go to the mikveh. So therefore, it hasn't got that special law that it has to be done inside the courtyard. Rather, it could be done outside of the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. And the Gemara explains that it was done on top of Shah Hamayim, one of the gates. And that part didn't have the status of the courtyard. But nevertheless, as we explained, that was okay. Because he would have had to go to the mikveh anyway. And this isn't considered a special purification of Yom Kippur. And so it did not have to be done in the courtyard. The process and the different stages of the Yom Kippur service continues. And at this point, the Kohen Godel goes to the mikveh and then changes into the Yom Kippur clothes. Paris was sodden shall boots They would spread a linen sheet between the Kohen Godel and the people, so that the people wouldn't see him as he got undressed. Poshat. He took off his regular clothes. Yorad Vatovel, he went down and went to the mikveh and purified himself. Ola, he came up out of the mikveh in his tapag and dried himself. And then Hevila Bigdi Zohov, which literally means that they bought him his golden clothes. And this is referring to the clothes which the Kohen Godel wore every day whenever he served in the Beis Hamikdash. There were eight Bigdi Kahuna which the Kohen Godel had to wear. 
and four of them contained gold. So they were known as the Big Day Zohov, the golden clothes. And since the Kohen was about to do a part of the service, which was done every day, it wasn't specifically only done on Yom Kippur. So he would wear the regular clothes of the Kohen Gadol. Malavash, he got dressed with Kiddushat Viraglov, and he washed his hands and his feet. This would be the first of ten times, as we learned in the previous Mishnah. What happened next? Hevilos Atomid, they brought him the carbon Tomid, which would be brought in the morning. Karotsai, he cuts the animal. And what this means is that he slaughters the animal, but he doesn't cut across the entire neck. Rather, he cuts through the majority of the food pipe and the windpipe. That is the minimum amount for the slaughtering for the shechita to be valid. But he doesn't cut any more than that. Rather, umeik acher shechita yadai, somebody else, a different coin, completes the shechita for him. So he would cut the remainder of the pipes and go through the neck. And this was in order that the Kohen Godel be able to do the next thing, which was Kewala Saddam. He received the blood in a container, Uzraka, and he threw it onto the Mizbeach. All of the Beis Hamikdash services done on Yom Kippur had to be done by the Kohen Godel. And that's why somebody else had to complete the slaughtering, so that he would be able to catch the blood in the utensil. So before offering the limbs of the Korban Tomin onto the Mizbeach, he would first, just like every day, he would first Nichas Lahaktik Toshel Shachar, he would enter into the Beis Hamikdash building, the Kodesh, to offer up the morning Toyres, the incense, the spices, and to prepare the candles, clean out the wicks and the oil, prepare it for lighting, and then he would offer the head and the limbs of the Korban Tomid, and the Minchas Chaviten, the flower offering of the Kohen Godol, and he would also offer a flower offering for the Jewish people, just like whenever Korban Tomid was brought, and the wine for Yain Nesach, where the wine was poured onto the Mizbeach, that was all done just like every day. Mishnah Hei, Ketores Shachar, the incense, the Ketores of the morning, every day, Haisakreva ben Damle Varim, was offered in between the stage where the blood was thrown onto the Mizbeach, and the stage where the limbs were offered on the Mizbeach. The truth is, as we learned in the previous Mishnah, he would also prepare the menorah in between, before actually offering the limbs of the Korban Tomid on the Mizbeach. The point of the Mishnah is to emphasize that the Torah was brought before the limbs were offered up, the reason being that in the Torah, when discussing the commandment of bringing Keturis every day, it says, Babaiker, Babaiker, every morning, and it says it twice. Whereas when talking about the Korban Tomid, it says Babaiker only once. So we learn from there that the Keturis is brought and comes before the Tomid of the morning. Shalbin Arabayim, the Keturis which was brought every afternoon, being Ivarman Sachim, was brought between the offering of the limbs of the afternoon Korban Tomid and the stage where the wine was poured onto the Mizbeach, and the flower offerings were brought together with the Korban Tomid. This is also learned from Pesukim, which compares the afternoon Korban Tomid to the morning Korban Tomid, but only with regards to the flower offering. So we learn that just like in the morning, the Keturis is brought before the flower offering of the Korban Tomid, so too in the afternoon, the Keturis is brought before the flower offering of the Korban Tomid, however, after the limbs of the Korban Tomid are brought onto the, onto the Mizbeach, because the Pesach is only talking about the flower offering. Now the Mishnah ends off with a point regarding the Kongolu going to the Mikvah and washing his hands and feet many times during the day. What happens if Imaya Kongolu Zokein or Istanis? If the Kongolu was either very old or it was an Istanis, he couldn't bear the cold at all. So Mechamlechamen, they are allowed to warm up water. They can heat up water before Yom Kippur begins. And then on Yom Kippur itself, they can They can add the hot water to the cold water of the Mikvah. So that their coldness 
is removed so that it's warmed up a little bit. And the Gemara explains that they would actually heat up iron bars and then place them in the cold water on Yom Kippur. And even though in general that is forbidden with Rabbanon, there is an important rule which states that ain't Shavuz Mikdosh. Rabbinic prohibitions of Shabbos don't apply in the base Mikdosh, and therefore this would be permitted. Also in Yom Kippur, which would have the same laws that the rabbinic prohibitions of Shabbos and Yom Tov don't apply.